0: I'm Michelle Sims, and this is The Beauty in the Mess, a community where people who crave a shift in mindset, personal growth, and connection to like-minded people come together to start rewriting their stories. Through engaging, honest, and insightful conversations, the show will help you embrace the mess to recognize the meanings and the lessons it holds and discover its hidden treasures to help you start making a mindset shift. Let's listen, learn, and reclaim who we were meant to be. Hi, friend. Welcome to Episode 6 of The Beauty in the Mess, Using Art to Cope with Mental Health Struggles with Jennifer Mazur. I'm Michelle, your host. My special guest today, Jennifer, is a mom and a mental health artist. She helps people with their own mental and emotional well-being, especially people with stress and anxiety. She enjoys helping others find additional means of coping through creativity. As a young child, she suffered with ADD, anxiety, and depression and was filled with shame. And later on in life, she finally received her diagnosis, which led her on a path of learning how to lessen the effects of her conditions and learning how to cope with them. She has since taken what she has learned and is now using it to help other people. And today we will be discussing her life journey. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Welcome to the show, Jennifer, and we have Jennifer Mazer here with us today. And I know some of your story, Jennifer, but obviously our listeners don't. So would you like to tell us some of your backstory as we go into this? Yes,
1: sure. Thanks so much for having me, first of all, Michelle. Yeah, a little bit of my backstory. Um, So I'm American, um, but I have been living in Europe for 21 years, um, which was not the initial original plan, but that's kind of how life has turned out. I have always really suffered with mental health issues. And, you know, I was the girl that was sitting in the back of the classroom, not raising my hand, not asking any questions because I was really afraid of judgment or afraid of being wrong. But back in the 80s, they never really looked at girls as somebody that might have ADD or ADHD. It was always the boys and the troublemakers that they focused on. Um, So I went through almost Well, I mean, I didn't actually receive a diagnosis until I was 40 plus years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so that meant for most of my life, I was kind of set up for failure in a lot of ways. I was never given any of the tools that I needed for coping with the way that my brain works. And so quite often I was hearing the terms lazy, stupid, incapable, just doesn't Mm -hmm. apply herself, isn't interested. And you know, at the end of the day, you, you hear these things over and over and over and you start to believe them. And so I think I had my first real depression, like real deep depression, probably when I was 15 years old or so. And it's it's been a struggle ever since then. But after I had my diagnosis at 40, things got a lot better because I started to kind of put all the puzzle pieces together and figure out how to make things work for myself. And through that, I've kind of found the passion to help other people. So that's what my life is really
0: centered on at the moment. That's awesome. So did you ever, just out of curiosity, did you ever figure out where this originated from? The depression and anxiety, I mean. Um,
1: I mean, my, my mother had ADD, I would guess maybe my grandmother had it, but I'm not quite sure. My daughter has it as well. So it's just passed down genetically.
0: And I have two daughters with it as well.
1: Yeah. And having anxiety and having stress, depression, all of these other things quite often come hand in hand with an ADD or an ADHD diagnosis. So that's where, that's where it stems from. So I, and
0: I've noticed from my own, my own personal background, even is that as you hear these negative comments as a child, you repeat them to yourself over and over. And so it just compounds the whole issue. You know what I mean? Not only did someone else say it, but now you're repeating it to yourself constantly. So how do you, how did you break out of this then? How did you start? um, Well, I don't think that I've ever broken out of it. It's
1: still there. Um, But I'm more aware of it when it's happening. And Because I have the diagnosis, I now have the understanding, you know, that it's not true. These are just these are just horrible thoughts that sometimes take over my mind, but they're it's not necessarily the truth. When I was having my diagnosis and then I can't even think of the the evaluation uh, for the diagnosis, they have you do a million tests, you know, different tests, and my intelligence level came back above average and Um, I remember when I first got the results back, I just sat on the floor and cried, you Uh know, 41 years old. And I was crying because for the first time in my life, I could see it there, you know, proven that I'm not stupid, you know, that yes, it takes me a little bit longer to um, maybe work through things uh, than some other people, but I'm not stupid. It's just the way that I'm processing the information. And so when I have those thoughts, Come, come through. Uh, like I can't do this, or um, I'll never figure it out. I'm too stupid for this. I don't get it. I try and just kind of stop and remind myself that that's just somebody else's story, and it's a story that I've told myself, but
0: it's not the truth. Exactly. That's that's wonderful, actually, that you can identify it now and stop it in the midst and correct. Yeah, I try. <laughs> I think we all kind of have the struggle with that inner voice. A lot of us, anyway.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Absolutely. So I know you got this diagnosis and you started working through that with some of your story that you told me and you got into blogging, you said?
1: Yeah, I I um I started blogging a bit. I started reaching out to a lot of the different mental health organizations and the the charities and saying, how can I be involved? What can I do? Uh, I really want to share my story with others and inspire some others, because I know when you're, when you're stuck in it, it feels like you're never, you're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to make anything of yourself. And a lot of them have asked me to either blog for them, write articles, Uh, lots of different people have reached out for doing interviews, that sort of thing. And it just became kind of my, I almost a therapy source in some way, um, just getting the information out there and talking to lots of different people and then hearing back from people saying, wow, this really helped me. I don't, you know, I don't feel as alone because I I understand that there are other people out there that are the same.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never experienced depression uh, and I don't have ADD, although I do have the two girls with one has ADHD, um, but mm-hmm what is the difference you know like you said you're still working through this you don't really overcome it you just learn how to accept it and deal with it but the depression to right. me would be a whole different ball game as far as trying to mm-hmm. to get out of depression or maybe you don't i i don't know but could you explain a little bit about that to us like
1: yeah i mean it's it's really hard for me to um separate okay. them from each other because they are so tightly you know interwoven for me but the, I guess the best way to explain it is that the ADD ADD is always there. It's never going to go away. And the depression, you know, it's, it's off and on. Um, It depends on circumstances in my life. Um, It's always there to some degree. It's always something that I do struggle with. And the best thing that I've, that I've come across for me is I have kind of these Uh, three daily things that I do to help kind of keep myself in check. And those things are, I absolutely need to take my medication. um, Otherwise I'm a mess. I meditate every single day, which kind of brings me in, you know, an inner calm. And I also make art every single day. Um, And that's, that's been the best medicine for me. And that's what I try and share with others, share with other adults, share with other children that, through using creativity it actually brings us a certain level of calm and it's uh
0: it's a great escape i'm sure it is it'd be peaceful like you said calm um and yeah. for our listeners who don't know for sure you know add is attention deficit disorder right that's right that's right and and then the adhd is attention deficit disorder but it also has a hyperactivity that's right side that's point. right so and that's why i was asking cuz you know being able to focus on something is a little different than i am I'm, I'm assuming like depression you feel like the hopelessness that's right yeah and so there's a little bit for some people like my kids they they don't seem to have the depression component at least mm-hmm. at this time i hope i hope they don't but um, right just trying to separate it for our our listeners so that they can understand so sure, sure. i know you also had mentioned that, you know, later in life, a little bit later after your diagnosis, and you can tell us when, but you lost your mom, and that added a whole new component. So would you want to? Yeah, sure.
1: So um, the very first week of COVID, when things were just going, you know, completely upside down, um, in March of 2020, I lost my mom. And that was a difficult situation on its own, she had been battling cancer for five years. And, you know, so it just came to, to an end at that point. Uh, the world was going absolutely crazy. You know, they were talking about lockdowns. We had hospice workers that didn't have any masks or gloves oh. uh, because, you know, everything was sold out everywhere. Um, they had to carry little permits to show that they could drive around uh, and come to our house it just kind of felt like the world was gonna end. So the stress of the two things combined, just uh, absolutely crazy. And then on top of that, my, I grew up in Florida. So my mom was in Florida, but I live in Sweden. So I had my daughter in Sweden, my mom in Florida. They were talking about shutting down the borders and I wasn't sure if I was gonna get stuck in, in one place or the other. So it was tremendously difficult. When mom actually did pass, because it was the beginning of COVID, we were not allowed to have the funeral, couldn't see any family. So it was extremely surreal. I came back to Sweden, I, I got home about a week or so later. And it just really I know a lot of people say they're it doesn't hit them and they think that they're going to call their family member or that their family members at work. But sometimes I feel like it still hasn't really hit because I haven't been able to process the whole thing in the way that a grieving structure would be that we're used to. Right. Um, You know, there was no therapy, no, no anything at all. I was just kind of left on my own. And I've been an artist my entire life. My mom was an artist. My grandfather was an artist. And when my mom got really sick, I kind of stopped creating art. It just, it it didn't feel right. Yeah. It just, for some reason, didn't feel right. But I would say a few weeks after my mom had passed and I had kind of just started to settle in again at home and, and try and understand that, you know, this is how life is going to be now. I started creating again and it was the most therapeutic thing that I absolutely could have done. The things that I wasn't able to find words for, wasn't able to express were coming through automatically in the paintings and in the drawings. And I realized that I could be sitting in, at that point I just used, you know, I just had a table. I didn't have a a studio, but I would sit there for hours at a time, just processing all of these thoughts. And then I came, I had lost my job. As well during that time, uh-huh. of course, the very first months. So it was kind of like everything came crashing down. And then I decided I, I had this realization that I feel so much better when I'm doing art. Not only, you know, with the with the ADD because it helps me so much, but with the depression as well. And so I decided at that point that I actually was not going to go back to the corporate world, and I was going to pursue art as a career. But not just creating art and selling art, but rather using mental health as my platform, I suppose, what I would speak about. And so everything that I have ever created has been basically talking about the stigma of mental health and trying to educate people on uh, what the stigma actually does to people and you know, what, we can, what we can do to kind of get rid of the stigma that sort of thing. And then it turned a little bit more from there into actually helping other people as well by teaching different courses, holding different workshops. Um, I have a free community where I teach classes for kids, you know, just because, you know, it's scientifically proven that when we are creating and that can be, you know, anything from playing an instrument to dancing, to doing anything creative, we automatically release dopamine and stress hormones just decrease. So it's uh, it's a wonderful way to to deal with anything when you're not feeling great.
0: Yeah, I, I hear a, another component to your story as I listen, and that's you know your world as you knew it came crashing down like when you lost your mom, and then you lose your job on top of that, and we've got the whole yeah. COVID thing going on, and you decide mm-hmm. to make a career change instead of pursuing another job in whatever business realm you were in. You're doing right, it right. So. To me, that speaks huge volumes of bravery, right? I mean, you had to be afraid of: is this going to work? Is it not going to work? Uh, as right. far as you know, even being able to support yourself and your daughter, and then yeah. Yeah. you know, how do I use this to help other people? So that's that's amazing, yeah. really.
1: Oh, thank you. I mean, the, the financial aspects have not been easy. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, it is uh, certainly not a, a it's it's a little tough. It's not the same as work, having a corporate job where you know exactly how much you're going to bring in, you know, week after week after week, but it's also so much more rewarding because I know that I am helping people. And to me, that's, you know, if I help one person, then, then I feel like I'm doing the right thing.
0: That's wonderful. And, and, and the process, I think also is, as you're helping other people, you're helping yourself in a way too, right? You're, you're, it forces you to work through things. It forces you to, review constantly your own life as you're helping other people. So that's right. I think it's amazing. Oh, thank you. How long have you actually been helping children with this? And do you help adults too, or are you focused? I do.
1: Okay. I do. So it's been about, I guess, a year that I've been running different courses. So it took me about a year of kind of playing with things for myself and seeing how it impacted me, but very Soon after I started creating art again, I had joined an online art community. And I started I was helping so many people with their art and teaching them, you know, different different things and talking about the mental health aspects that the company actually contacted me and asked if I wanted to um, come in and work for them and teach different workshops for mental health. So that's kind of where it where it started. And I did that for a little bit. And then I decided that i wanted to specifically work with people for mental you know to help their mental health people that didn't consider themselves artists because it's one thing to go in and and help other artists but a completely different thing when you get people that are saying like but I'm, i'm not creative at all i don't have a creative bone in my body um so i started offering free workshops once a month on zoom for about a year and actually I, the plan was only to offer one, just do it as a one off. And I got so many emails from people saying, when is the next one? That uh-huh. I decided, okay, I'll do another one. And it ended up going on for a year. And then after a year, I wasn't sure if I really wanted to continue that or if I wanted to kind of pivot a little bit. And my daughter also suffers from ADD and depression and, and so on and so forth. And one thing that I noticed in talking uh, in different communities on Facebook is people are waiting forever to get help. And I think a lot of that has to do with the pandemic. And my daughter has been waiting now for oh, 18 months
0: wow. to see a therapist.
1: And I'm hearing these stories over and over from all around the world. And in the meantime, you know, kids are feeling horrible and parents are feeling helpless because I'm sure, you know, when your kids are not feeling good, you'll do anything in the world for them. And when you don't know when that help is going to come, it's just absolutely horrifying. And so what what I've started doing right now is not actually working directly with kids, but I'm actually working with their parents. And the idea I have for that, or the reason why I'm doing that is because I want to give the parents the skills. So basically I'm teaching them one art project a week. And the idea is they take that art project and they do it themselves with their kids. And that way, instead of just plopping their kid down in front of the screen, which, you know, they get enough uh, screen time anyway. True. They get, yeah, they get one-on-one time with their parents where, um, or, or, you know, caregiver can just see how it reduces the anxiety, how the child relaxes and just get some, some, good bonding one-on-one time together. That's awesome. So that's what I've, that's that's what I'm focusing on right now. And
0: yeah, it's been really rewarding. So do you tell them what supplies they need before the class begins or?
1: Yeah. So right now I have a free, a free group on Facebook and that's where I'm doing it. I'm in the process of starting a membership as well. And that'll come later this year so the way that it works is people join the community. There's things that are going on all week, you know, in general. And it's, it's all like-minded parents that are basically in the same situation. So, you know, they can chat with each other, see what's going on in each other's worlds, wherever they are. And then on Wednesday, I will send out an invitation. So like a Facebook event that lists all the different materials that they'll need. And then on Friday, we meet for a live for whoever is available, because there are people all around the world, so they either join me live and, <laughs> and do it, yeah, or they watch the replay uh, wherever they are. And then typically on Mondays they'll pop back in and let me know, you know, how how their kids liked it, you know, over the weekends when they give it a go. So it's it's been it's been great.
0: It's really really fantastic. It sounds very rewarding for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really is. So are you gonna in the future? Are you gonna divide? the adults from the, from the parent, yeah, you know, the adults that are struggling themselves yeah. with these issues from the parents or everyone together? I think,
1: um, you know, in the future, when I have a membership, I'll probably have different, different groups within the membership. And then, you know, people can decide which they feel is more appropriate for them, whether it's just the adults group, the parents group, or whether their children, whether they actually want to have their children attend themselves. Um, so at least, three different options
0: yeah that'll be awesome yeah
1: yeah I think
0: so So, what kind of feedback are you hearing from these parents if you don't mind sharing
1: people love it yeah sure I mean I I haven't been doing it for very long um so I'm thankful for any sort of feedback that I've gotten right um I would I would say that pretty much all of it has been very very positive people enjoy the projects. they can see the difference in their kids they really you know they say that they like my teaching style and how I'm able to connect with people really easy um, the only thing that I've gotten that uh, it's not negative but it's definitely a learning a learning point would be that they feel there needs to be more separation between the ages so, so different groups for different ages and so that's definitely something that I will address because of course you know a, an eight-year-old doesn't have the same abilities as a 15-year-old or interests for
0: that matter so very true yeah Yeah. So besides the paid membership and, and the different groups, where do you see yourself going or do you have any projection beyond that or? Oh, I'm not quite
1: sure. I'm not quite sure. I mean, the main thing for me is just to get out there and help as many people as I can. one thing that I definitely would like to do more of, I've been asked to take part in a retreat later on in the summer and do some teaching during the day it's taking place in Canada. So my, oh wow. well, my portion will be virtual. (laughs) But I'd like to do I'd like to do some in person where you can actually really get to know the people well. Uh, So working at and and hosting and participating in different wellness uh, retreats would probably be one of the best things in the world where you can be in the same room with the people and and really, really get to know them. But it's probably just, you know, I'll be Continuing more of the same, just helping people, um, you know, everything I've done so far has, has pretty much been free. Um, And I've started to realize that at some point I do have to start charging for some things. uh, Otherwise there won't be food on the table much longer. So I actually uh, just released a new program and I only have four spots. I'm only offering four spots. Um, And basically what I'm doing is creating, customizable programs for children so for four weeks they receive one project per week based specifically on them so their interest their age their favorite materials whether it's water paint or acrylic or drawing that sort of thing and we'll see how that goes and if that does well I'll definitely expand it and do more uh, in the autumn Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of possibilities it's um you know, I was, I, my brain is always going. So I was thinking about, you know, creating different journals for kids with different prompts. And, um, you know, because I meditate so much, I'd like to somehow bring meditation to the table for kids. just so many things, so many ideas.
0: <laughs> I think meditation <laughs> is huge too, as far as that calming effect. And oh, yeah. I haven't been able to talk my girls into it yet, but I do it some myself yeah. and it's, it's amazing as far as bringing stress levels down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I am just such a firm believer in it. I I cannot go to sleep without doing my meditation and I cannot get my daughter to do it. But I think if somebody else were to recommend it to her, she'd, she'd do it. It's only because I'm mom. You know? Exactly.
0: <laughs> That's an amazing dynamic, isn't it? Oh, it comes from mom and Eh. Yeah, if it comes
1: from a YouTuber, it's perfect. But if it comes from it's <laughs> very
0: true, for a <laughs> TikToker,
1: that's right. That's right. We don't know anything well,
0: exactly. Yeah. Well, is there anything that we haven't talked about that that you want to make sure that the listeners hear? Or
1: no, I don't. I don't really think so. I mean, the the one thing that I would say is that if anybody is feeling stressed out, you know, anxious. There are so many things that that people can do. And you, like I said, you don't have to be an artist to play around your creativity. It can be something as, as easily, as, you know, as simple as just getting a thing of kids' watercolors. You know, I wouldn't recommend going and buying the expensive stuff just to play, you know, dipping the brush in the water, dipping the brush in the watercolor and making lines as you breathe you know, just one continuous line and, and try and try and lengthen and, and deepen the breath. And, um, you know, there's an immediate effect to that. So there, there's so many small things that you can do and just see how much they kind of help and and enhance, enhance your life in certain
0: ways. I think it's, it's awesome what you're doing. I love, I love this whole story and, and I d- I do notice like my kids that struggle with the ADD and I know other people that have depression and related issues, anxiety, all kinds of stuff. They all seem to be very creative people, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so there has to be some kind of connection possibly, or maybe they see creativity as a, a coping mechanism, but it is interesting. We're talking about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I mean, if you look at most of the, you know, millionaires, billionaires in the world, big, you know, of the big companies, they all pretty much all have ADHD. It's, um, it, yeah. And when, when my daughter was diagnosed, she was just completely devastated. And it was one thing to tell her, yeah, but mommy has it. It's not that big of a deal. And She was just like, you know, that wasn't a, of, a you know, comfort to her. But then when we started Googling and it's like, okay, Justin Timberlake has, you know, and all these different artists. And she's like, oh, maybe it isn't so bad. <laughs> well, thanks a lot.
0: So have you gotten her to participate in, in one of your classes? She won't. Does she find community there? She will Not Not with oh. me.
1: Not with me. If any of her oh. friends um, want to do it, she she is creative. She will do art, but not, not so much if it's with me these days i do have an art studio <laughs> and she loves to come to the studio with her friends and they'll just you oh, know well. they'll just do their own thing but she thinks she thinks it's wonderful that i'm doing what right. i'm doing but i'm her yeah, mom exactly. and you know she's gonna do her own thing so but it's really it's really interesting because she was just invited to take part in a group uh, for kids with add and we went to tour the the facilities and they were, they were lovely. And one of the things they mentioned is that they do art therapy and she just turned around and looked at me with a big <laughs> smile. And I'm like, you're kidding. You know, you've got access to that every day and you're getting excited about it here.
0: Well, she just <laughs> saw the connection between mom and something in the yeah, community probably. Yeah. So.
1: That, that's right. That's right. Validated it for her. Mom's not just playing up, you know, <laughs> in the studio. <laughs>
0: Well, I thank you very yeah. much for speaking with us today. And and like you said, if we even help one person by letting them be aware of what you're doing and how you're using this to help people, that's amazing in itself. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if people want to find your classes, yeah. what what is your Facebook group where they can connect to you?
1: Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's better that I just give it to you to have in the um in the show notes or
0: yeah, it'll definitely be in the show notes. Yes. Yeah, let me
1: see. Okay. I have it open here. It's such a, such a long name. It's called okay. creative, creative play for your child's wellbeing, which isn't, isn't the easiest thing uh, to find. But if you look me up on Facebook, Jennifer Maser, um, I have links all over the place. I'm on Instagram as well. with the same name, Jennifer Mazer art. And um yeah, I think I'm, it's an
0: unusual name. I'm not that difficult to find online. Okay. Well, we'll definitely try to include everything in the show notes and so they can access you that way. And you said Instagram okay. and Facebook and your group. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay. Well, I'm very honored to have you today. And thank you so thank much for sharing your story with us. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. Of course. Of course. I appreciate being able to share it. <laughs> oh, thank you. And hopefully we'll talk again in the future. See how it's going. Great. Sounds good. As we wrap up today's episode, I hope Jennifer sharing her story helped you in some way. Jennifer has taken her own struggles, learned from them, and is now using her experiences for the good of others. This is one of her biggest gifts, and she loves sharing what she has learned to help change the lives of other people. Please refer to the show notes to connect with Jennifer. I hope this episode helps at least one person and with that, I hope you have a blessed week, my friend. Thank you for listening to The Beauty and the Mess. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas you would like to hear about, or you think you would be a great guest on the show, you can reach me directly at thebeautyinthemess.com. Thanks for listening.